It's time to take off your clothes, enjoy clothes-free living, and join us for Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. Welcome to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, the show that celebrates clothes-free living for all. I'm your host, Frank Stone. And I'm your correspondent, Lisa Monroe, and I'll be reporting on all things within the Naturist community, so it's time to get naked and join us. And enjoy clothes-free living on Naked, Nudists, and Naturists. Well, welcome on in to Naked, Nudists, and Naturists, episode 20 today. Thank you very much for being with us. We enjoy having you with us. We look forward to this time together, and we know that you do too. We are in this journey together, living the clothes-free life for all of the right reasons and in all of the right situations. In the USA, we don't go running down the street with no clothes on. It's not allowed here. It is allowed in other countries, and hats off to them for allowing that and doing it for all of the right reasons. Not allowed here, so we need to be safe and be concerned and keep safety and appropriateness in mind. Otherwise, let's go for it. Take your clothes off, nudism, naturism, living the clothes-free life for all of the right reasons, whatever we call it, it all boils down to the same thing. We get rid of the barriers and we just enjoy each other and each other's time and getting to know each other a lot better too. A lot of people have written in, they only listen to this show when they are clothes-free. So if they're driving somewhere, they don't put it on. If they're in the grocery store, they'll listen to something else. This show, they wait until they can be clothes-free to listen However you listen, clothes free, clothes on, that's your choice, and you go by whatever time is available. We are just glad that you do listen. The numbers are huge, and that's thanks to you for listening, and it keeps us going here. We enjoy that a lot. We get a lot of messages from listeners on Twitter, through email, through our website, through Spotify, and we respond to every single one. But on today's show, we will read some of those to you. We even have a voicemail from one of our listeners. We will play that as well. An extended segment with Lisa Monroe, our weekly correspondent on naturism. She'll be here for an extended segment. And we will also have part two of my interview with the terrific Tim Chismar. Basically, Mr. Everything when it comes to being naked, clothes-free, nudism, naturism, you name it. And Tim Chismar has done it all. And continues to do it all. Now, can you imagine yourself on stage, let's say in a theater that holds, I don't know, 500 people, 1,000 people, whatever. You're on stage naked in front of the entire audience and you're telling jokes. Getting on stage and telling jokes is enough to give a lot of people cause for concern. (laughs) What if they don't laugh? What if they think I'm a bum? And now you're doing it without your clothes on. Well, Tim Chismar has done that a lot. In fact, he had a lot of naked comedy nights where every comic was naked and everybody in the audience was naked. And to me, that's the best way to enjoy the clothes-free life. Social naturism, for lack of a better term. Just enjoy getting together. If you notice from last week's show on episode 19, uh, part one of my interview with uh, Tim Chismar, he sounded like one of the happiest guys we've ever met. Probably because he is. He lives a clothes-free life, barrier-free, and has for many years. So part two of my interview today with uh, the terrific Tim Chismar. We do want to remind you that we come to you with a brand new show every single Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time on Spotify, 
And it's different times around the world, wherever you happen to live. Generally, for example, the UK is five hours ahead of Eastern time. When we get into the whole daylight savings time thing, it gets a little discombobulated for a few weeks. Australia can be 15, 16, 17 hours ahead of us. You know how to figure all that out, thank goodness. But 6 a.m. Eastern time, every Saturday morning, a brand new show hits Spotify. And moments later, it hits our website. I'll give you that address in a minute. And then at some point, maybe right away, maybe an hour or two or three or four, we don't know, it hits every podcast platform under the sun. We are not in control of that. The only thing that we can control is hitting Spotify at 6 a.m. Eastern time and hitting our website shortly thereafter. Everything else is left to the land of podcast world slash technology slash however all of that stuff works. But our website, nakednudistsandnaturist.com, visit there early and often. Leave some comments there. Check out everything that we have there. Lisa Monroe gets up very early on Saturday mornings. And as I mentioned, this show hits Spotify at 6 a.m. And she tries to get it on our website by 6.01, 6.02, 6.03 at the latest. And so hats off and a gigantic thank you to Lisa Monroe for doing that. And so you have two places to go right away at 6 a.m. or shortly thereafter every Saturday morning. The best way to reach us, if you have something to say or something to ask, uh, through Twitter. Just find us there, Naked Nudist and Naturist. Type that in the search bar. You'll find us. You can send us a direct message. And we do respond to everything, uh, whether it's myself or our administrative assistant, Jennifer Hill. One of us will respond to you. She has ongoing conversations with multiple people, as do I. But if you're writing in for the first time, you'll get one of us. And if you want the other, just ask. No problem. No harm, no foul here. Whoever you want to talk to, we will get that person in touch with you. You can also reach us through email. As I've mentioned, we've had some issues with email. A couple of people doing some nefarious things out there. We're working on all that. But you can still reach us at email. NakedForevermore at gmail.com. It's NakedForevermore at gmail.com. You can also leave messages on our website and also on Spotify. We check them all, we read them all, and then from time to time we read some of those on the show. And as I mentioned, we'll do that today. So if you get a moment, send us a message on one of those platforms. Let us know how it's going for you. What do you do for naturism, nudism, clothes-free life for all the right reasons? And by what do you do, we mean how do you live the life? Do you come home and get naked and stay that way until you leave the house again? Are you a regular member slash visitor of a club? Do you go to the naked beach all the time? How do you live your clothes-free life? We're just interested. We won't publicize any of that or publish it. Just interested in general how you live your clothes-free life. You know how we live it here. We have a clothes-free studio office environment. We don't have people walking in off the street to do business with us, so there's never a concern about that. It's just us. We do our thing. And we do it nude, and then we go home. Not a big deal around here. And then when we get home, everybody on staff, I'm told. Now, again, I haven't checked up on this uh, in person. Everybody on staff lives the clothes-free life as well. They get dressed to leave. Uh, they go home. They walk in, and the clothes come off again. Because what is better than that? Living barrier-free. Who wants to be restricted? Nobody. Nobody wants to be under restrictions. So getting the clothes off frees your mind, your body, your soul, emotionally, physically. It's just the greatest feeling in the world, as you know, because that's why you're here. If you are brand new to naturism, nudism, clothes-free living for all the right reasons, 
then you're hearing this message at just the right time. You're thinking, okay, if I take my clothes off and just walk around my house naked all day, is that kind of weird? No, it's not weird at all. It's actually very normal. Remember, as just about everybody points out, we were born naked. Of course, the running joke is if God had wanted us to be naked, he would have made us born naked. <laughs> well, he did. <laughs> we didn't come out in a three-piece suit or an evening gown. No, we came out naked as God intended. So if he intended it then, he probably intends it for now. But as you know, society somewhat became discombobulated over the years and clothes went on, sometimes for weather purposes, as people migrated to colder climates. You can't just be naked when it's zero degrees outside. That's a little bit foolish. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, clothes for living for all the right reasons. And again, we enjoy hearing from you early and often. Please feel free to write in. And we do look forward to this time with you on every Saturday morning. I mentioned Lisa Monroe gets up early and gets it on the website. Well, I'm up early, too. I'm usually in the studio quite early every morning while it's still dark, and I listen to the show with you. If you're listening to it at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, I'm listening with you because we need to hear our own shows. might sound a little self-serving, but you know we need to hear our own show and exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. So if you're up early on a Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, although that might be the afternoon or evening, depending on where you live, we are listening close-free together. How about that? For no particular reason at the beginning of the show, I forgot to tell you, yeah, come on in. The water is fine. It feels great. Get your clothes off, dive in, maybe have a hamburger that's on the grill. We're just ready for a great day and a great hour here. You're listening to Naked Nudist and Naturist, episode 20 today. We really thank you for being with us. And now let's head into our naturism correspondent, weekly correspondent, Lisa Monroe. So let's bring in our weekly correspondent, all about naturism, the terrific Lisa Monroe. Good morning, Lisa. How are you today? Good morning, Frank. I'm doing terrific. And how about you? Not bad. And I can tell you're doing well. You, uh, once again, for the 20th time, it's episode 20, you walk in smiling, ready to go, and somewhat dancing to your theme music. So life is good around here. How about that? Life is very good. It's great club theme music and fun to dance. So, you know, might as well get this party started. <laughs> That's right. I wonder how many of our listeners go around uh, hearing your theme song in their heads and uh, picturing your voice and maybe dancing a little jig themselves in aisle three of the grocery store. Well, I hope they're enjoying the theme song and definitely <laughs> dancing a jig in the grocery store because what else can you do in the grocery store? But wonder where they put things again. That's right. I wonder uh, if, if they're caught dancing on aisle three and to your theme song, if the manager comes up and sir or ma'am, uh, what are you dancing to? It looks like a fun song. Do they tell what the song is? Well, I hope they do. It would be nice <laughs> if they did, but somehow I get the feeling many won't probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm dancing to Lisa's naked song. Yeah, Leave exactly. me alone. Right? That's right. Well, we have uh, a couple more emails today we wanted to go through. We did a bunch on last week's show. And uh, this one is from uh, JP. We don't give uh, full names unless we have permission to do so. We don't seek that permission, but sometimes people will tell us, give my full name. You know, in the case of uh, Will Forrest, D.H. Jonathan last week, obviously they want their full names out there because they're selling books. Uh, this one is from JP. And if you don't mind, Lisa, can you go ahead and read that for us? I would be glad to. From JP, he says, I enjoyed episode 15. I was pondering on the remark that was made about men making it so women had to cover their breast. 
I'm wondering if it could be that the wives of those men who were trying to control their husbands. Just a random thought. Whoever is responsible, it doesn't make sense. I worry the society is actually going the wrong way on this issue. I think the medical know-it-alls have convinced many that the sun is our enemy. The textile industry likes to sell things, too. You sure made me want to go to the Canary Islands. Thanks for your show. (laughs) A relatively short email, but a whole lot to unpack there. He covered some territory. (laughs) He did. He did. Let's start. Obviously, he enjoyed episode 15. So thank you, JP, for that. The remark that uh, he made about women having to cover their breasts, wondering if it could have been the wives of the men. (laughs) I don't know. What, What do you think? Like, hey... All women keep your tops covered because my husband's going out on the town tonight and I don't want him, I, I do want him coming home. I don't want him going astray. I don't know. What do you think? Well, that, you know, there's there's a whole lot of things to unpack there. Um, yeah. I'm going to say this. I would hope that any wife, girlfriend, whatever, would yeah. trust their husband enough that if they walked into some one place where people were naked, they would just go, oh, look at them. They're naked. Oh, you know, maybe even remark if they chose to, but walk away. So um, I'm hoping because I, I don't I'm not the kind of person that likes the wives who go, you can't do that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a little bit of a control issue. And, and I hope yeah. that's not what's happening. Yeah, I, I, probably not. I think he was throwing it out there for conversation and consumption. Men controlled everything in the world forever, and that's when these rules started, and I think that's where it came from. Always willing to hear some other sides of the coin, of course. Now, he also mentioned he thinks society is going the wrong way on this issue. As he put it, the medical know-it-alls have convinced many that the sun is our enemy. And as I've talked to medical people, and by the way, if you talk to 10 medical people, you'll get 10 different opinions, at least slightly different tweaking here or there. So that's where it's hard to nail it down. They talk about, you know, follow the science, trust the science. But you talk to 10 scientists, you get 10 different answers on the same question. But I have heard over and over and over from enough people that I actually believe it now. And I hope I'm believing the correct thing. Yeah, the sun is very good for you. All the vitamin D and getting out in the sun every day, not 10 hours baking in the 100 degree sun with no suntan lotion. That's ridiculous. But getting out and enjoying it and getting sun on your skin, highly beneficial, right? It's very beneficial. And vitamin D is, you know, totally and completely necessary for for us to live properly. Our bodies need that and to to metabolize the things that we need to do. But the one thing about vitamin D is that increased sun on your skin increases your vitamin D exposure, which is good because vitamin D actually can be somewhat of a detriment to um problems that sun gives to skin like uh, basal cell cancers and things like that. So vitamin D helps in some ways protect us from that, but too much exposure and even that won't work. So there's a happy medium. It's a lot of, you know, issues about sunscreens and what's in them. And, you know, you need to do your due diligence and find out what, what the least um, invasive product is to use and be mm-hmm. reasonable. Don't stay out 27 hours in the sun, you know, every yeah, day, right, right. Um, you know, and stay out of those really bad times, the 10 to 12 or or the 11 to 1, I think it is, more of that midday sun when it's beating down right on you. You know, try yeah. to stay out of it as much as possible then. But just be smart. You know, I grew up going to the beach all the time. 
and in the sun all the time. So those of us who grew up in that before sunscreen was a real thing, we, we probably have done the damage to our skin that we're ever going to do. And, you know, we can aggravate that, but we still need to be smart now. But younger people need to really start to be cognizant of that and protect themselves and still enjoy the sun. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Now, he also mentioned the textile industry likes to sell things, too. And I remember we had Linda Weber on the show several episodes ago, mm-hmm. and she caught on to that as a youth. I think she started at age 14 hating clothes or just not wanting to be in clothes because uh, kids at school, you had to have the cool clothes to fit in. And she thought that was beyond ridiculous. Like, okay, so I'm a better person if I wear uh, this particular brand of jeans. Well, that's beyond ludicrous. So she just said, forget it. I'm, I'm wearing no jeans and we'll go from there. But that's true. Multi a billion dollar industry, uh, clothing, the makeup, all the stuff that they encourage us to wear as men and women. They can't afford to have that go away because that's what pays for their yachts and their vacation homes on every beach in the world, right? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And no, it is not going to go away, not without kicking and screaming. So, you know, there are lobbyists everywhere who are fighting against what we want to do. And I Mm -hmm. would not be surprised that if the textile industry felt that the movement became big enough to impact them, they'd be right there with it as well. Uh, trying to fight against it. So, you know, society tends to impact what we can and can't do. And if society tells you you need the newest, you know, sweater this fall or the newest bikini next summer, um, then you need to go out and shell that couple hundred bucks for whatever it is and so that you can be in the in crowd. I've never believed that either. I'm not a brand name person. Um, I always loved clothes, but I always also loved when I took them off. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. More so. Yeah. If they say you buy this particular bathing suit and they make a hundred million dollars on it, that's a hundred million dollars in their pockets as opposed to naturists. Well, now they're making zero dollars. So yes. now they have a problem with us. And I think that's where a lot of this comes from. It was nice. He said uh, toward the end of his email, this is from JP, you sure made me want to go to the Canary Islands. I hope uh, I know Carrie Jane is listening in the BHH Naturist Resort in Fuenteventura. See, I got to say that again. You did. Good. <laughs> you do that so well. That's right. Now, people are fired up to go there. And she's already booked, uh, you know, uh, night and day, it seems like, for a long time. But it's nothing wrong with having a waiting list if she has no openings, right? Absolutely not. And she made me want to go to the Canary, I- Canary Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's go. Okay. That's right. <laughs> let's Book go. A plane today and take off. And again, that's from JP. Now, the next uh, email is actually uh, the gentleman uh, put an email for him. And I said, you know, can you record this? It's fairly lengthy. And his name is Rick. And here is the voicemail from Rick. Hi, Frank and Lisa. And hello to all my fellow nudist naturists and naked people. I love your podcast. As a lifelong naturist, it's refreshing to know that others like me are living the clothes-free life whenever possible. As an infant, I used to escape during diaper changes and go visit the neighbors. Nothing about that felt very strange to me. Later, uh, as a young man, I learned to swim in the nude at the YMCA. Back then, suits were not allowed in the the YMCA, and it was men only anyway. Ever since then, I've hated soggy swimsuits whenever it's been required. Now my wife and I enjoy sailing our boat on the Chesapeake Bay. The clothes come off before the sails go up. It's the only way to sail. 
In addition to our nautical activities, we're also members of Anner. In our travels, we've become very fond of Blind Creek Beach as our favorite Florida beach. We got to know the Treasure Coast naturists who've been the driving force at Blind Creek. We've also visited Hallover Beach in South Florida. We love it too, but the traffic is really heavy, which makes it more difficult to access and is farther away from our normal Florida places. We live in Pennsylvania and visit Sunny Rest Lodge in the Pocono Mountains. It is a lovely clothes-free resort and we'd be members if we were not nude on our sailboat all the time in the Chesapeake. All summer, spring and fall. In fact, I'm naked on the boat right now. And once again, thank you again for all your hard work and love the podcast. Keep up the great work. And again, that was a voicemail from Rick, a regular listener, and uh, pretty good information out there. He's, uh, as they mentioned, they become uh, members of AANR, Anner, and they're also very fond of uh, Blind Creek Beach as their favorite Florida beach. And it's interesting, they've been to haul over and they said, you know, the traffic is too heavy, which makes it difficult to access. And that's true. The traffic is very heavy. But once you're there, it's worth it. And it's just great to get these uh, emails slash voicemails from our listeners, isn't it? Very much so. And he's right about traffic around Hallover. Any part of the South Florida is, you know, a parking lot for the most part. But, um, yeah, it's really wonderful because it's also nice for people who've never been to these places to hear from people who have and, and know that they enjoyed it. So it's a good incentive to try it for others who may have been reluctant to try a resort or go to a, a beach. And I think it's uh, great. And there's some, some fun times to be had and, you know, just laying out in the sun, enjoying it and not having to worry about it. Yeah. I know a lot of people who are boaters, whether they're sailboats or motorboats, whatever they have, they can't wait to get up every day, take the boat out on the water, get far enough away from the shore, and the clothes come off. And that's just how they spend all day, naked on the water. Whether they jump in or not is uh, irrelevant. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But just to be nude on the boat in the middle of the lake, the ocean, uh, I've not done that uh, before. I just ha- haven't gotten around to it. It definitely will at some point. But that has to be an amazing journey. And have you done that before? Yes, I have. Um, and had the... Uh pleasure of doing that not only on lakes but also in the ocean um in the gulf of mexico predominantly and it's wonderful you go out far enough there's no one around you even if you can still see land they can't see you and you know off comes the bathing suit and on goes the all over tan so it's yes it's it's very freeing um not in a sailboat because there's a lot of movement on sailboats you know you have to work hard at at sailing so you know just put on the put on the motor and motor out and throw anchor and just enjoy being in the middle of the, of the water naked. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's something, uh, again, I've not experienced, just haven't had the opportunity to do so or haven't made the opportunity to do so, uh, but will you should. Uh, do so at some point and yeah, just get out there and enjoy it and uh, enjoy the sun, enjoy close for living for all the right reasons. All of this stuff we mention all of the time. And uh, we definitely thank Rick for that. Now, if you noticed in his email, he mentioned they live uh, close to a resort in the Pocono Mountains, but they're not members there because they're always on their sailboat in the Chesapeake Bay all spring, all summer, and all fall. Now, that's the way to live, isn't it? I envy them because the Chesapeake Bay area is beautiful, and what an incredible way to spend their time um, just enjoying that, that view from there, much less that whole area and I have a friend who's a Maryland crab 
fanatic. So she would be extremely jealous of them being in oh. Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> good eating there, too, as well as good yeah. naked sunning. You concern me there because you, you stopped for me. So I have a friend who's a Maryland crab. <laughs> And then I thought, whoa, we're doing something else in the show today, but she's no, not a crab. No, no, she's a crab right. fanatic, loves her, her <laughs> Maryland uh, crab, so. Okay, we just thought we'd better clear that up in case your yes. friend is listening. Yes. You know, we don't want to. She's not even crabby, yeah. um, so. Oh, so. <laughs> all right. Well, we, uh, again, thank uh, all of our listeners for listening, of course, and uh, today to JP and Rick for their email and voicemail. And uh, Lisa, thank you very much again. Always uh, great to have you as a part of the show. Glad you're here. Our listeners enjoy hearing from you. And uh, I'll let you go, but only if you promise to keep smiling the rest of the day and stay close to me the rest of the day, other than when you're leaving to go to your car to get home. Yeah, well, um, I will do all of the above. I do try to stay in a good mood. You know, it's not always easy, but I try. And yes, unfortunately, I will get dressed to, you know, make the yeah. journey. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just so much better being without clothes. No, oh, it's not even close. Yeah. And uh, we're still fighting that fight in society. You know, you take your clothes off. Well, you guys are a little bit weird. You must be up to something yeah. uh, nefarious of a sexual nature. Not true. Literally never enters my mind. It's just the clothes-free living. It, it, I hate to use this word because it sounds like I'm making a pun, but I'm not. It strips away everything, mentally, socially, emotionally, everything. You just feel free. It, it goes back to that, that one, that first moment that I walked outside and said, you know what? I'm going to try this. And off mm-hmm. came the t-shirt and the shorts and and I'm like, why didn't I do this before? Because it was just a, an unbelievable sense of being free. So that might be why we smile a lot. <laughs> that could be it. All right. Great to talk to you today. Our weekly correspondent, Lisa Monroe. Have a great close-free day, and we'll see you next time. Okay, Frank. You too. Take care. Terrific, Lisa Monroe. I still think we need to get her dance to her theme song on video and put it out there. I think it'll go viral. I think we'll break the internet. She's actually a very good dancer. Moves and grooves very well with the beat. Not kidding, not making that up. Certainly not making fun of her. A very intelligent woman. Speaks well. Writes extremely well. Adds a lot to this show and knows how to dance. So we appreciate that. And she's always in a very good mood. Can't stress that enough. You ever meet somebody who's always in a good mood? I know a few people like that. She's one of them. She never brings clouds when she walks into a room. Always sunshine and happiness and ready to go. And I know when we first met her, we thought, is anybody really this happy? Well, turns out, yes. (laughs) Happy Lisa Monroe. So we thank uh, Lisa for all of her time, as always. You are listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 20 today. We thank you for being with us. A brand new show every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. And since this is episode 20, yeah, it's the 20th week. This is our 20th week doing the show, the 20th episode, and we enjoy every second of it. We enjoy connecting with you through the show, with you listening, through email, through direct messages, through messages on Spotify and our website. However you connect with us, we enjoy. We can feel the connection during the show. 
Clothes for a living for all the right reasons. Totally normal. Needs to be normalized and accepted more in society. A lot of people out there, people I know well, intelligent people, who will tell me, well, having your clothes off is just weird. That's because that's how they were conditioned to believe. Not true. It is not true that it's weird. It's true that it's very normal. Putting clothes on is the weird part. And eventually we'll get there. We're, we are getting there, one person at a time. So hang in there, and before you know it, it'll be totally normal wherever we go. And again, Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 20 today. Thank you very much for being with us. And now let's head to part two of my interview with the very terrific Tim Chismar. I heard, heard you tell a story on another show a few years ago. Uh, you were headlining these comedy clubs. And, of course, on the marquee, there's Tim Chismar, uh, you know, capital letters, bold print above everybody else's name. <laughs> and, then, you know, Thursday through Sunday now appearing. And some point you, you'd leave Sunday night with, you know, check in hand. You got paid well. But they were busy changing the sign to somebody else. And you realized, yep. wow, these people have already moved on. Maybe yep. I should, too, as well. So that, that's kind of part of what prompted your move uh, to Idaho. It absolutely did. It's kind of it's it's cool that you heard that um, because that that was a real big emotional. I guess it was like footprints in the sand on a beach. It made me mm -hmm. feel like no matter what I do, how good it is. Here's your money. Move on, kid. Somebody else is coming to town. And and yeah. it's it's an industry I didn't want to have to fight forever. I didn't want to have to keep saying, here's how good I am. Give me another shot. Here's how yeah. good I am. Give me another shot. And, and it works like that at all the levels. When you're the headliner, it, it still doesn't matter. You can get bumped. Okay, let, let's say you're the headliner for an improv. And so you're the name for the weekend. Well, if Dave Chappelle says that he's in town, you're done. You're out of there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so there's this pecking order where you're always fighting to stay alive and relevant. Yeah. And hey, remember me? I had a I had a dear friend of mine who was a headliner, and he was the weekend guy. And I showed up at the back door, and uh, the general manager came out and uh, and said, "Comedians aren't allowed to hang out back here." Remember, I had been selling out his club on weekdays, yeah. but here yeah. we were on the weekend. And I showed up, and he didn't want me to hang out back there with his weekend headliner. And I was, I was very upset about it. And my mm. friend was walking me to the front of the venue to get me comped in so I can go and sit down in the audience in the back or whatever. And I was, I, I was frustrated. I was annoyed. And I was, I was sharing that with him. And he broke my paradigm by saying, you think you're mad. I'm the headliner. So as frustrated <laughs> as you are, I'm yeah. the weekend headliner and I'm not allowed to have my friend in the green room. Now, yeah. you know, within the, the zeitgeist of the comedy business, what probably happened was some idiot comic had, you know, ran up a bar tab on a previous mm. show or had, you sure. know, barfed in the green room or something that I was getting, uh, you know, chewed out about just because right. I was there. But that's not yeah. the point. The point is that's the kind of industry it is where mm. you can never settle in. Nothing's ever good enough. You can never be. I, I do coaching for people in Hollywood right now. And I can tell you yeah. for a fact, I have a guy that his dream, his passion was to write for a television show. I managed to get him, I got him a gig writing for Ellen. His wow. season got nominated for an Emmy. He was fired from the show. And while he's sitting at home frustrated because he finally got the job he always wanted, that season that he wrote for got nominated and won an Emmy. They oh nailed him his Emmy and he called me up depressed as you can imagine because sure. here he is with an Emmy, which should tell you he's a good writer, but he's yeah. fired from that show. 
So he didn't, am I a success? Am I a failure? That's what that industry does to people. Yeah. And, and that'll mess you up short-term and long-term if you're not careful, if you stay in it forever. So I'm glad you got out of there. Well, what are you doing? We're talking to Tim Chismar this morning, uh, Mr. Everything in Hollywood and Vegas and Idaho and Pennsylvania before that, uh, big in the uh, world of nudism. What have you been doing uh, for Stefan Duchesne, his Naturist Living Show? I've heard every episode of his, so I know you've been on there a number of times, but how is that going and what are you looking to do there and what have you done? I am a huge supporter of the podcast and Stefan. I think he's a great gentleman. And I think he is, uh, I, I think he's one of the guys that, he's one of the people that practice what he preaches. He says what he believes and he backs it up. He lives it that way. I cannot, I've never been to his resort. I'm dying to go to Bear Oaks. I want to see it. And he's uh, given me permission to shoot a movie on the grounds. So at wow. some point I'm going to go up there and I'm going to get something done. I've got a script that I've been looking at where I should shoot it. <laughs> I've been thinking about yeah. uh, Lupin Lodge. I've been thinking about Bear Oaks. Um, but I, I love Stefan. I love the podcast. And I'm a roaming reporter. So every so often yeah. I'll interview people and uh, send the audio to him to use on his show. And he's yeah. he is just, like I said, he's salt of the earth. He's a good man. And uh, like I told you, when you try to get anything done, some people like you, some people hate you. I did an appearance on his show and he had a bunch of people say, uh, you know, some crap about me. And he had me, he had my back. He was like, listen, you know, he's a good dude, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but no matter what you do, you can't please everybody. But I, I love Stefan. And I um, right now uh, I'll give you a little tidbit behind the behind the curtain. I interviewed uh, Nikki Hoffman um, for that's going to go on one of his episodes. I also interviewed a bunch of people around beta breakers, including including Dan Hawkins. So that's going to go on an episode. And he thought it would be a good topic. And I agree for me to get three actors who will never do nudity and three actors who love to do nudity and have that discussion. Why? And not try to convince anybody, but just hear the reasons why. Because I'm fascinated by why would you be okay as an actor? And when I say actor, I mean, actress, actor, I'm using them both guys, girls. And, um, but why would you be okay simulating a sexual act with no nudity, but right. not be okay with doing something such as playing volleyball where you're naked and it's non-sexual? In my <laughs> head, I would think it would be way more creepy for your family and neighbors and friends to see this sexual thing, even if there's no nudity, versus yeah. you know you have a scene in a communal shower or something. Yeah. So I'm fascinated to have that discussion. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear that interview. Is that coming up soon or do we know? Is it just down the road? It very close. I mean, I could shoot it this week. Um, it, it's pretty fun. I'm working with the podcast producers guild out here in Las Vegas. I'm not a yeah. tech guy. And so they're handling a lot of the tech for me, which is great. It's allowing me to get more and more stuff done. I've been doing a bunch of interviews with comedians and wrestlers and I have a show coming up in three weeks. I don't know when this will air, but I have a show coming up early September with Mitch Fattel, who is, uh, if you know anything about comedy, he's, he's been on Howard Stern and Jay Leno. He's had Showtime specials. And uh, so we were filming a bunch of stuff to, uh, to promo that so anyway very exciting and i love working with stefan i love the whole podcasting shtick in general yeah 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 definitely so now let's talk about uh, you made a a movie Uh, i'll just call it the tim chismar naked movie the noodles of nude land i think it just came out last year maybe just take us through that what is this all about the inspiration how is it done for you and are you looking to maybe do a sequel or another one down the road you know frank stone i'm starting to think you haven't seen it 
I've seen bits and pieces. I have not purchased it. That, that is a sin that I have. Uh, I am confessing to you, uh, uh, Father Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you a. I can send you a link if fifteen dollars is too rich for your blood, there, Frank Stone. Uh, but yes, I. So here, here's the thing. <laughs> I desperately wanted to do a nudist comedy that was legitimately nudist. And this nudist mm-hmm. comedy is the first true nudist comedy that's ever been made. When I say that, people can go to bat with whatever pops in your head as a nudist movie. But I will argue, just like I did in uh, this wonderful article in N Magazine, uh, where before I got in on the interview with the guy who was interviewing me, he had uh, a preconceived notion about the movie. And by the time he got off the phone with me, he was he was in love with what I had done. So wow. here's the thing. If you compare it to Maslin Beach or Educating Julie, or Act Naturally, or any of these movies, my big argument is my movie has real nudists. If you walk (laughs) up to them and you say, I saw you in this movie, um, what do you think of nudism? They're going to say, I love it. I'll see you at the nude beach on Saturday. My movie has real nudists, real nudists nudist that makes a huge difference it also yeah. doesn't have people trying to hide their genitalia like austin powers where they're holding a clipboard in front of them or that's yeah. what you find with a lot of these movies where they try to dance yeah. around it either it's people who um it's poorly written it's poorly shot it doesn't have real nudist it doesn't have a good uh humor in it um you know some people like act naturally and that's totally fine i know jp and i i did comedy shows with katie hall who was the star of that movie but it's not a nudist movie it's not it uses actors and actresses who are not identifying with being a nudist and they literally had their agents discussing how long they could be naked on screen okay well i only want to be nude for 30 seconds you know and and they have lines uh like I want to, I want to f your smile, and I said f because I know we're doing a, uh, yeah. a kind <laughs> podcast with no dirty language. But when you have a yeah. line like that in the movie, it's it's not the nudist mindset, and and that's right, important right. to me. So what the noodles and noodling is is I put my money where my mouth was. I tried to approach a lot of people about investing in a movie to see if there was a market for a truly nudist comedy. Um, one of the people I approached was Anna. I spoke to one of the directors at the time and I was like, hey, why don't you put some money into this thing and where it goes, you can make money for the organization. Anyway, a lot of people just kind of wanted to see what would happen. So I said, all right, I picked up two very modest investors and then put the rest of the money up myself. I ta- I teamed up with Corky Stanton for clothesfree.com. And we used a nudist bed and breakfast as the resort uh, in Altadena, California. It's owned by uh, Rolf Halbach, him and Cynthia are longtime nudists. They run the SCNA, the Southern California Naturist Association. Plus they're in the, um, what's the nudist bed and breakfast group? The Clothing Optional Home Network. That's what they're called. Okay. So I gathered a handful. It's, it's like that stone soup fable. If you've ever heard this, where the two guys are uh, like army vets or whatever, and they come to a town and they don't have any money and they want to eat some food and uh, they ask for food and everyone's like, ah, we're not going to give you any food. And so they get a big pot, they put stones in it and people start being curious about what are you doing? And they said, we're making stone soup. And then pretty soon somebody's like, that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, if you're making stone soup, you should probably have some cabbage and then somebody else well i mean if you're making stone soup i i I, you should probably have some carrots and then pretty soon some potatoes and then some broth and then well you should probably have some meat and by the end of it you have an actual soup 
and uh, a stew and everybody enjoys it. Everybody loves it. So I put up a little bit of my own money, a handful of friends, and we just had blessing after blessing. When we all came together, word got out and more people wanted to get involved and more people wanted to participate. Mm-hmm. And I got music and I got animation and I got uh, an original song and I, I got, you know, celebrities in the nudist world doing cameos and additional footage. And we used uh, drones. And by the time we were done, we had ourselves a silly, wacky, goofy, fun, fully nudist comedy. And yeah. I can honestly say that it's on five streaming services and we have made probably eight times the budget back uh, and then some. So it is a proof of concept that is so big that I was even able to go after Josie Konsky, who is a uh, guy who works with Clint Eastwood. And he put up a modest budget to shoot another show. This one is uh, a television show and it's a naked talent show called Naked and Not Afraid. And oh, yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we shot that in Pasadena and it's in post-production. It should go up very shortly here, but it's very exciting. It's very fun. I was able to do a similar thing where I brought a bunch of people together. And at this point I've done real, when I say real, I mean like mainstream movie movies with like budgets of 600,000. And those have been sold to major distributors like Indie Rights, et cetera. So I can show in the nudist world that I can make content and sell it to a streaming service. And I can do things with a bigger budget. So my next plan is to to take both and do a nudist horror movie called uh, <laughs> Naked Alien Massacre and do it at the budget of something more mainstream, but do it clever and smart enough that I can please all the masters. So yeah. that's currently what I'm working on. There's a movie I'm doing right now called Last Sunset of the Peaceful Warrior, and it's kind of like a Mortal Kombat in hell. But after that's done, uh, my next yeah. one is going to be the, the nudist horror movie. So. So you're always thinking, and before the interview started, uh, we talked about retiring, and uh, you're never going to retire, Tim. You'll be 193 years old, still making the next film. I, I just know how you are. It's a <laughs> life that not everyone can lead. It's a, I'm a successful yeah. risk taker. The kind of stuff that yeah. I do, the life that I live, you would think that would never work out, but it works for me. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Now you mentioned, and, uh, and I know this, I knew this before you mentioned it, but you're doing some work with uh, Close Free. I think it's closefree.com. What in the world is going on uh, with that? Oh, stuff all the time. It's great being a nudes caster. And uh, I'm consistently (laughs) seeking out new people, personalities, interviews for Corky Stanton and uh, trying to break outside of the bubble. Because the thing is, there is a a nudist bubble of the, the same places. And so I'm trying to get out to different areas, new events, new people, and uh, just just try to show more of a spectrum of what else is out. Like, for example, like, you know, there's a, a million stories about uh, Florida, California. I, I can't name one nudist resort in Oklahoma. And then outside of nudist resorts and beaches and all that, you know, the World Naked Bike Ride tends to be covered in some of the major cities like Portland, etc. But I'd like to see right. some of the other areas when it gets started. The activism side is very exciting. Um, yeah. So a lot of I try to combine these events and festivals and and uh, nude concerts and body painting, etc. And tie it into closefree.com. We're even looking at spinning off outside of just strictly news into more of the entertainment stuff, which is what I'm doing. So there may be like an app um, for it wouldn't be great to have a nudist channel. A TV channel, which is just nudist content, nudist movies, nudist, you know, all this kind of to normalize nudity. 
Yeah, no, very much so. And uh, you're definitely on the the cutting edge of all of this. And I think that's what uh, makes you special in our eyes, uh, Tim, is uh, you're out there. Like you said, you're out there, you're doing it, you're taking risks, and you're doing things that nobody has done before. And son of a gun, you're highly successful. That says a lot about you. I'm getting the conversation going. And it's yeah. it's constantly, you know, uh, a, a battle. Like, for example, I live in Las Vegas. And sadly, Las Vegas has nudity tied to sex. So yeah. it, you, they'll do the porn awards and they have swinger clubs and they'll have, um, you know, strip clubs and, and, and sex workers and all this. But what they won't have is non-sexual nudity. If you try wow. to do non-sexual nude events, there is a club here in Las Vegas that I have reported because they claim that they are affiliated with Anner, but they're a sex club. They are a couple's club. And when you hit them up, they tell you to find a cute girl and come and join them. So I'm, that's a battle I'm fighting right now. I'm, I'm going to, I've, I've gotten proof and tried to show it, but unfortunately a lot of nudist organizations have lost clubs due to COVID and, and lack of interest in, in nudism. And so they're afraid. Whereas back in the day, if a club did anything too sexual, the organization wanted to take away their name because it made them look bad. Nowadays, they're less likely to want to take away their name because they have so few clubs. They don't want to lose the few they have. And so they're, they're sadly looking the other way when I don't think they should. And so this is one of those internal battles that I'm fighting here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Now you've done the world naked bike ride and you've done the beta breakers. Maybe give give us a thoughts on each one, how it went for you. And will you do either one again? Oh, they're great. I love it. I love it. It's so wonderful to see people actually living it and doing it and appreciating it. And um, I want to go to every world naked bike ride in in particular. The one that I've attended a ton is in LA. It is so much fun. So great. Such a blast. I, I, there are so, I could talk for an hour just about the experiences and, and like, for example, covering it for clothes free, there are spots along the bike ride where people would stop to take these giant photos where everyone's naked, but it's, it's out in public. It's during the textile. Yeah. And so you run in yeah. local security guards and they come running over like, what are you doing? And so it's real fun. Like if I get there beforehand and it's me <laughs> and like three other naked people and they yeah. come running over cause they don't know what's going on. And then I, I tell them, Hey, it's world naked bike ride. The cops know about this. And they're like, what are you talking about? Get out of here. And I say, just give us two minutes. You know, there's yeah. going to be hundreds of naked people and they think I'm crazy. And then yeah. two minutes later, they're outnumbered by about 700 naked bodies. And then I have me on camera walking up to the same security cops being like, did you learn something today? So it's just, it is a blast. And when it comes to beta breakers, that's one of those things that I had heard rumors about that it was good, that it was bad. On the good side, people are like, oh, nudity is uh, allowed and encouraged and it's, it's celebrated by the city and it's such a blast you know families and everybody but i've also had people tell me horror stories about a rogue cop coming up and demanding they put clothes on saying there's kids around here blah 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 well i went to it and i can tell you that i had both i experienced that it was amazing and wonderful and fun and i had a rogue park ranger approach and order a bunch of us to put our clothes on and wow. he said that we would get arrested or cited if we didn't put our clothes on. Uh, his name is A. A. Fisher was the guy's name. And I ended up, that was the name, A. Fisher. It was on his badge. Yeah. And I will say that until I'm dead. And uh, yeah. and so we, we put our clothes back on until we walked by him. And then most of us got naked again. But obviously, 
for some of those people, it was their first time doing this. And now they were so afraid. They didn't want to get arrested. They didn't want to get fined. And so some of them never got naked again. That was awful. And I ended up calling the park ranger station and complaining about this guy later. And I got a full apology. And they said that uh, he didn't know about the rules and that a few hours into it, they found him and Look, maybe he knew about the rules and he was just deciding for himself that he didn't like it. I'll never know. But I did get an apology from him on the phone and him saying that he would never do it again. And he even offered (laughs) the other events that you can do nude in San Francisco. There are four World Naked Bike Rides, Pride. You can be naked during Pride and, of course, uh, Beta Breakers. So when I go back this year, which I'm thinking of having a ton more cameras and a ton more people. And uh, when we go through there, I'm going to I'm going to seek him out. I'm going to look for him and I want to get us shaking hands and uh, having a laugh about it. But I discovered the joy of being an activist. And I don't want to just be a nudist behind walls and bars and yeah. I want to get out there. I want to push this conversation. I Why can't I go naked walking down to, to get the mail? Why? How, how right. is that yeah, exactly. decent to be? If God right. wanted us to be naked, we would have been born that way. Yeah. <laughs> just out of curiosity, thinking back to your youth, uh, first grade, second grade, uh, was this kind of behavior on your part exhibited? Did the teachers put notes on your report card? Like, Tim is always trying to tweak the system. He's always trying to get things changed in my classroom. Anything like that? Just yeah, that's that. so cool that you mentioned that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I never put two and two together, but you're right. There was uh, there was a book they had us read called Of Mice and Men. <laughs> and that book is full of swear words that if I'm in the hallway saying those words, I get reprimanded. But when I'm in class, I get called on to read those words. And that that uh, that didn't match up to me. And I remember fighting that. And I went to the school board and I had a couple other students who um, who bunked, bucked against it. And, um, yeah, I remember I really stirred stuff up because it, it wasn't it wasn't fair on the on the surface. It's literally everything except the F word. But if you look at it, it's full of profanity. And my argument was, why is it OK here, but not OK here? Yeah. I'm a big fan of logic and facts, Frank. That's yeah. It's got to make sense in my world. <laughs> I'm guessing they didn't have a, a, a truly plausible answer. Just can we make Tim go away, transfer to another school maybe? Maybe that was their solution. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I, I learned a lot about bureaucracy. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah. you pick and choose your battles in life, you know? Yeah, that's true. Now, what about these uh, Jubilee videos? I know you've been doing some work with uh, Chris Jericho. What's going on there? So, uh, yeah, in crossing over to mainstream, I thought I'd point that out because that's a really big deal. Chris Jericho is a wrestler, an actor, a musician. He's in a band called Fozzie that's won Grammy Awards. Um, he's yeah. all over the place. And I was a I got to interview him at San Diego Comic-Con. I got on his show, his podcast once and I blew the roof off the place. Then I came back and did another great one. And so when I was on for the third time, I pitched for him to let me talk about nudism. And I pitched and I pitched and I pitched and I finally, he said, all right, I sold him because he loves rock and roll. And I said, what's more rock and roll than hundreds of naked people walking through a city. (laughs) And, and so, yeah, I was able to do a whole, uh, a whole episode and he, he titled it, join the nude revolution. And so I did an hour on his podcast, which got a ton of acclaim and a ton of attention. And it's such a big deal. And I just mentioned that because like the Jubilee videos, which is a secular outside of nudism, uh, to use religious language. Um, I'm just saying they're not nudists. So they, they did these videos where, um, 
it's called spectrum. They would get all these people together who supposedly would think alike, but then they would pose these questions that would make you debate and discuss and argue. So they got a bunch of nudists together and uh, and it was such a hit that it had yeah. over a million views. It went viral. Wow. I was the one who was the most vocal, who's gotten a lot of attention and uh, a lot of spinoffs, a lot of reaction videos, a lot of TikToks. And then they asked me to come back about a year later uh, to do another one where this time they wanted to line up textiles uh, that we hadn't spoken before. And they would just ask me questions about the nudist lifestyle. And I said, I won't do it alone because they're going to ask questions about women. So I, I made sure I didn't want to be the fat white guy sitting there talking about women's periods and toplessness. And so I made sure, sure that it was me and Juliana Acosta, my lead from the noodles of noodling. And so mm-hmm. it was nudist guy, nudist Latina woman, and we fielded all the questions, but that also was another viral hit. And so if you on YouTube, you can see them fully nude at a private link um, or you could see it censored which is for everybody and for both of them it's a huge viral sensation and it gets the conversation going about non-sexual nudity yeah no you're doing great work out there now you mentioned earlier in the interview you got this three book deal because they thought they had insulted you those three books are on the market now right Yes. And, and more than that, I've sold a ton of short stories. I've written, I'm probably the only guy you'll ever talk to who's written for Chicken Soup for the Soul and Fangoria magazine. So <laughs> my stuff's all over the, all over the map. Um, I'm currently, so yeah, if somebody wants to check something, I would recommend picking up Modern Madness, uh, Gateway to the Grotesque, if you like scary stuff. There's even an adaptation of the screenplay for the movie I want to do, the nudist horror movie. It's in that book. So I adapted Ooh. it into a long novella and uh, okay. it's Night of the Naked Hunter is what I call it in there. So Modern <laughs> Madness, Gateway to the Grotesque. I also do comic books. And uh, I was telling you before this got started that I want to get into nudist comic books like Loxie and Zoot uh, so that when you go to San Diego Comic-Con, nudist nerds are represented as well. So right, there you go. Well, I love the creative side, but also the uh, how do I describe this? The, the wild side to you, Tim. You, you're just willing to try anything and everything. It seems like everything works for you. Maybe that's why, because you're willing to actually do it and you put a lot of time and thought into it. You don't just go in there willy nilly and give it a shot. You've actually thought these things out. I think this can work. You go in, you do it and it works. It's, it's an amazing uh, recipe, isn't it, for success? I hope so. I hope so. Because yeah. the thing is, <laughs> nudists don't belong in the closet. That's where yeah. clothes is. <laughs> That's well said. Now, before I let you go, uh, obviously people are going to want to uh, hear more about you or find out more about you. And most people already know about you, but in case we get a few people here that don't, uh, how, how do they find more about you? You have a website, anything you want to put out there, social media, just tell us how to find you. Yes, I have a great tech team and they've been waiting for me to update these websites, but you can, uh, you can find out uh, more about me at uh, nudisthumorist.com. Uh, I also work with clothesfree.com, but nudisthumorist.com is going to have the TV show and it already has the movie, um, which we've got so many bonus features and interviews and extras and all that kind of stuff on there. Uh, I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram at Tim Chismar if, if they haven't canceled me. And uh, and I'm on uh, Facebook as Timothy Chismar. You know, the rules for these stupid things changes every other day. So you never – I got kicked off of Twitter and uh, and I got kicked off of Facebook before. I joined a private group and it was supposedly for nudists, but as soon as I posted some naked pictures, I get kicked off. So it's algorithms and ugh, terminology and just – 
I, you know what, buddy, I, I would, I just want to buy a log cabin in the woods and just uh, be yeah. naked out there and be a naked Hunter S. Thompson. I just want to shoot my guns and be naked. That's, that's all <laughs> I want. <laughs> I understand. I fully understand. Well, you're doing great work out there. Uh, you're highly admired and respected here at the studios. Anytime you want to come on, Tim, uh, we'll make a, a way for you. We'll make a home for you. Just let us know. Hey, be careful. I might end up roping you into a movie like I did Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't have the mustache, though. I, I can still come on. I, I, I have a mustache, but not one like his. You have time to start growing one. <laughs> okay. It's been great to talk to you. I want you to check him out, uh, Tim Chismar, and uh, throw the website out there again before I let you go. Sure. Nudisthumorist.com. Uh, and it's only fair since he gave me a shout out. I, I want to say that uh, Dan Hawkins, D.H. Jonathan, great books, great guy. Yeah. He featured me in one of his damn books. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm still on the first one, the volunteer. I'm still, I, I bought the uh, the audio one. I'm still listening to it. I got a couple hours left. Which one are you in of those three? Um, I'm trying to think of the name off the top of my head. I, I think it's the third one. It's the most recent okay. one that came out. Yeah. Uh, in the last chapter, He the, his character, she runs into me and Corky recording for clothes free at a naked bike ride. There you go. That's perfect. That is perfect need to hang together and uh, do this work together and promote each other. You're doing great work. I've come full circle. I'm in a nudist book. Right. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. <laughs> now you know you've achieved total success, Tim. We've been talking to Tim Chismar today. Uh, check him out. And uh, Tim Chismar, thank you for everything. And let's definitely do this again soon. That'd be great. Thanks, man. All right. Have a great day. You ever meet somebody in your life who just gets it? as in gets everything. That's Tim Chismar. He gets the writing thing. He gets the making movies thing. He gets the acting thing. He gets the interviewing thing, being the interviewer as well as the interviewee. He gets the whole comedy thing. And he gets the clothes free living, nudism, naturism. He gets all that too. Just a truly remarkable individual, highly intelligent, obviously, and very gifted in so many different areas. And we invite you to check him out even more so. Go to his website, timchismar.com. Check out his books, check out his movies, and certainly check out closefree.com for all of the work that he does there as well. And we thank Tim Chismar for all of his time on today's show as well as last week. Just a terrific guest, and we will certainly get together with him again down the road. Tim Chismar. So what are your plans for the rest of the day? Will you be clothes free? Do you have to wear clothes? Depending on where you are, north of the equator, of course, it's getting cold now. South of the equator, it's getting warm now, so things are changing over for sure. But even when it's cold outside, that does not mean that you cannot be clothes free inside. Just keep warm, maybe jack up the heat just a little bit, put on a robe or something if you need to, otherwise... Clothes free living. It takes everything away, all the bad stuff away, and you can just live your life as it was intended to be lived. And again, you've been listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 20 today. We really enjoy this time together. Cannot stress that enough. Cannot say it enough. We look forward to spending time with you on this show and connecting. Nudism, naked, naturism, clothes free living for all of the right reasons. You've come to the right place. And we certainly enjoy all of the time that we spend together here on the show. Don't forget to send us a direct message or an email or hit us up on Spotify or our website. Well, thank you again for being with us today on Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 20 today. 
We give you a brand new show every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Continue to join us. Check us out on our website, nakednudisandnaturist.com, Spotify, Google, Amazon slash Audible, Apple Podcasts, and also on Twitter. You can write us anywhere, anytime, anyplace. And uh, we thank you for being with us uh, today. Plan to join us for every single one of our shows here and have your clothes off when you're listening. We have our clothes off when we're broadcasting, enjoying the naturist life. We celebrate clothes-free living for all. Remember to enjoy being naked and join us again for Naked Nudist and Naturist. We drop a brand new show every Saturday morning, so come back and join us. Have your clothes off when you do for Naked Nudist and Naturist. Have a great clothes-free day. Thank you.